Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Pete Morgan. This is The Puppy Podcast. It's a podcast about a puppy, well, more of a young dog now, called Elvis, who is a 14-month-old black Labrador. We also have another dog, a four-and-a-half-year-old, very nearly five-year-old now, actually, golden Labrador called Lincoln. I share our experiences of having a puppy or a young dog uh, in the house and also a second dog as well. But it's also the podcast that you can get involved in. Uh, it's It has to be interactive, otherwise it really doesn't work because you don't just want to hear me going on uh, about, about uh, our puppy over and over again. I love to hear about your puppies. Whether you are a prospective puppy owner, whether you are a new puppy owner, whether you are just a dog lover or a dog appreciator, um, come together, we share our experiences and we all become better puppy and dog owners. If you've got any questions about your dog or your puppy and you think the Puppy Podcast family can help, do get in touch. Uh, we are on Facebook at the Puppy Podcast. We're on Instagram at the Puppy Podcast. On Twitter at Puppy Podcast. Uh, you can email us thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can listen back to all of the previous uh, Puppy Podcast episodes. Go to the website thepuppypodcast.com. Com. Uh, if you're joining us for the very first time, you've missed nothing. I'm just, I've just been killing time until, cause I knew you'd be tuning in at some point. I've just been, you know, getting by before I knew you'd be joining us. Um, if you found us via iTunes, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio, um, I really appreciate you choosing the puppy podcast. If you could leave a review, uh, or a, a rating, uh, on iTunes, that really means a lot. It pushes us up the charts. And makes us more visible. So other people who are looking for puppy-based uh, or dog-based podcasts will find us uh, a little bit quicker. And uh, that means, again, more experience coming in and we all kind of benefit from that. However you're listening to us, whether you are sat in your office and the dogs are fighting over a squeaky toy in the other room, that's how I'm doing it. That's how I'm doing it today. Uh, whether you're in the dog park, in the car, sat at home with the family, welcome, hello, thanks for listening. Um, I want to start off with someone who got in touch with the Puppy Podcast family, Nora. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day and goodbye. No, not goodbye. Uh, but uh, thanks very much for getting in touch, Nora. Nora posted on the Facebook page, Hi Puppy Podcasters, we're getting our new puppy, a nine-week-old um Min Pin Beagle Mix um, tomorrow. Several websites say to feed on a schedule of three times per day and take her out on 15-minute walks, 15 minutes after you've fed her, walks to relieve herself. Others say to feed all meals inside a Kong. Will Kong feeding mess up the house training schedule for such a little puppy? And Nora, thank you so much for getting in touch on the Facebook page. Uh, if you're not uh, liking the Facebook page, so you're not getting that coming up in your news feed. Basically, what I said to her was, uh, I mean, with us, and it's going to be uh, different for, for different breeds. And this is the thing. Different people are going to tell you different things about different dogs. Uh, your vet may tell you one thing. A professional uh, qualified dog trainer may tell you another. Your neighbor who used to have that breed of dog may tell you something completely different. All I can tell you about is my experience um, we were told we couldn't take Elvis 
outside until he's had his second set of jabs. Now, looking back, I think what that meant was um, he couldn't go out to the park or round the block. I think he would have been okay in the back garden because we knew everything that was in there kind of thing. You know, there isn't any stagnant standing water or water from a source that we don't know or the, you know, there, there's a, uh, some badgers or some rats or something, you know, pigeons in the back. There's none of that. Um, so, uh, you know, so I, I think what we should have done that with Elvis is taken him out into the back garden. What I said to Nora is what you're looking to do is create a routine and then you praise the puppy for, for sticking to that routine, even if the only reason they're sticking to it is because you're enforcing it. Um, so we did three times a day with Elvis uh, and with Lincoln as well. We couldn't, we didn't feel it was fair to feed one three times a day and one once a day. So Elvis got, uh, Lincoln got fed three times a day and Elvis got fed three times a day. All we did with Lincoln was just divide up the food that he was currently getting into three portions. Um, you might be able to hear them, but you might not. But um, Elvis has got what is normally a squeaky ball. Uh, but I have had a little word with this squeaky ball and it doesn't squeak anymore. So it just sounds really asthmatic now. Uh, so you might just hear it in the background. It's kind of carrying it around and wandering in and out uh, of the office or, you know, on a regular basis. So, yeah, so we went down to um, two meals a day with Elvis from about... I think it was seven months old. I mean, it was when the routine was heavily um, established and we just felt it was time to go to two meals a day. The thing with Kongs, uh, and again, purely my own experience, Kongs are great for treats. Kind of the, the, the ones that are about as big as your fist. Are, you know, they're good for treats. They're good as a, a reward if they've been particularly good or, you know, uh, if they, the training has gone well or they've been playing very well. Um, there is one that we have that's like a really big um, Kong. It's big and red and um, there's a kind of a hole in the side of it rather than the top or the bottom of it. And you, what you do with it is you put um, dry kibble in it uh, and what they have to do is realise that if they knock it over the kibble will spill out of that little hole and they can eat it. Um, and it's weighted with sand and you know, generally it stays on its base, but it doesn't take much to kind of knock it over and make it wobble. So sometimes we will use that if um, we've not had the chance. So over the past couple of weeks with Joe and myself being pretty ill um, and thanks for all your lovely messages because of the lack of podcast last week. Um, if we've been particularly ill, we've just not been able to take them out. Elvis has had his um, tea in this big Kong because he has to use his brain to get his food. There's a bit of kind of hunting that goes on almost. And um, that tires him out, having to use his mental capacity in that way. So we've done that a couple of times. But I wouldn't, I don't make that a regular thing because um, I, I, it just doesn't feel right. Uh, I like kind of giving him his his food and the, and the Kong wobble 
meal is um, is very irregular. Uh, and, and when I say irregular, I mean, obviously, it's been different the past uh, couple of weeks because both Joe and myself have been laid up and, you know, we've just not been able to take them out on walks without coughing like we smoke 80 cigarettes a day. Um, but the so the, the coins have been used, but outside of those times of ill health, I mean, really, it's like once every eight, ten weeks. It's a very occasional thing. Um, also, uh, Nora was saying about the new puppy. Uh, we needed a picture. She's posted one. Uh, you, if you go to the Puppy Podcast Facebook page, like it, and you can see Nora posting a message. Um, a uh, It's about ten days ago now. Um, and you can go and have a look. And it's uh, a gorgeous pup. Ketone, I think it's called. It's K-E-T-O-N-E. So it's either ketone, 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 ketone. So whichever pronunciation of that, it might be something completely different. Uh, it, 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 she is a very, very cute pup. She is gorgeous. Uh, apparently a little bit shocked by Nora's minus five centigrade weather, to be fair. I'd be a bit shocked too. Uh, but she was saying they've had a great first day and that's good. And we're going to keep in touch with Nora and hopefully get her on in a few weeks time. Um, talking about Elvis then. So yeah, the, the past couple of weeks, uh, have been a little bit odd. Um, you know, my wife was, was very poorly and developed quite a bad chest infection. I got this really bad cold that made my voice sound really bad. And, you know, it, it really wasn't, um, uh, the best voice to kind of, it wasn't a particularly nice voice to listen to. And I didn't think it was fair to inflict it upon you, uh, for the, uh, for the podcast. So Elvis and Lincoln, there's been a little bit of kind of cabin fever. We have some, uh, lovely friends who can do kind of occasional walks, but it's not been as regular as we would have liked. Elvis though is, is just getting better, um, all the time. He, you know, he's still, a young dog, though. I mean, he's so November, um, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, he's coming up. He's like 14 and a half months old now. Um, and the, 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 the only thing that he doesn't seem to do, which I'm almost convinced Lincoln was doing at the same time, is go up the stairs. He will not do it. He will sit at the bottom of the stairs. And he's moved on to his back legs will go on the bottom step, but he won't go any higher than that. Because I tried to kind of get him round it by picking him up and putting him halfway up the stairs so that he had to kind of go one way or the other. And he just, he basically turned around and jumped down the stairs. And, you know, jump like five, four to five steps downwards. He just didn't want to go up the stairs at all. So it may be that he never goes up the stairs, which obviously is great for us. Um, you know, because one of our big things is he's in bed at night. Uh, you know, or we're in bed at night and Lincoln is on our bed and, um, it's problematic. Um, because Lincoln's a big five stone dog and the, the bed, isn't a super king size bed. So, you know, we, there's, there's a, there's a fight for space that goes on. You add another 
full-grown Labrador on there, and either Joe or myself are sleeping on the floor. So, yes, um, he's back. And I did, I did mention uh, a couple of weeks ago that um, we were letting Elvis out at, at night. We were letting him out of his crate, but fencing him in a little bit. He's back in his crate. Um, just because the fencing that we've got isn't substantial enough and he can push past it. So I came down one morning to find we had some coasters made. Um, I think I did it for Mother's Day last year. So just uh, four coasters with different pictures of Elvis and Lincoln on them. Um, and he got to two of those and chewed those up. Uh, he chewed one of Joe's lipsticks. And we had a bag of plastic bags, carrier bags, um, by the kitchen door. And he got to them and just created like a a plastic winter wonderland. He shredded them all right across the kitchen. So it was like, okay, we're we're looking into different kinds of fencing we can get. Um, And, you know, because it needs to be, obviously it can't be permanent. It needs to be something that can be put up pretty quickly. Um, and needs to be something that, one, he's not going to hurt himself on trying to get past, but two, is strong enough to stop him getting past. So, that's the, that's the thing that we're looking at at the moment. There's a couple of things, um, that we, you know, we've seen and we, we, we're looking at. So, I will keep you up to date with that. Also, we are at the vets next week, and I will tell you more about that in a bit. Because now it is time for dog news! Um, yes, every week we just we look at a, a different story that involves um, dogs or puppies. Uh, the dog story this week is uh, it's a video that's uh, kind of going round. You may have seen it. This is of a, a dog owner um, who dressed their puppy up, and it looks like a, a, a pug um, in a jogging suit, and they got their paw stuck in an escalator grate at it was actually lax airport and you see the dog getting distressed you see the owner getting distressed thankfully somebody had the 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 kind of foresight the quick thinking to press the emergency stop so the escalator stopped and then emergency service came in and basically they kind of removed a panel and released the dog and the only reason i wanted to, to mention it is if you ever think it's ridiculous when they're asking you to carry your dog on an escalator, that's why. Because obviously, escalator steps and panels are created for us, for humans, um, you know, so that we don't get our clothing or feet trapped in it. They are not there uh, and not designed to avoid trapping small dogs and any clothing you may put them in. And also, how hot must that dog have been? Because, I mean, I've been in LAX, and okay, they've got air conditioning, but it's by no means warm, you know, it's by no means cold in LAX. It's pretty warm. And that dog has got a fur coat on and a jogging suit on top of it. Um, You know, that must have been incredibly hot. But yes, when it says carry your dog, for goodness sake, carry your dog. If your dog is too big to be carried, you need to find a lift. You know, you need to find um, uh, an elevator to to go to uh, another floor. 
because you can't um, expect. So if we, for w- whatever reason, we were in an airport with Lincoln, which we wouldn't be, um, I-, I would get a lift. I wouldn't take him on an escalator. But to be fair, I don't think he'd get on one. Um, I just don't think I don't think he'd even he'd, he'd even go with it. So that is one. Well, the other story is um, from Frankfurt. Uh, this is the Eret Vath family from Frankfurt. Um, they had a German shepherd dog called Rapunzel who went missing six months ago. And uh, they got a call, this Frankfurt family, Frankfurt being in Germany, uh, they got a call from Switzerland to say, yeah, we've uh, we've got your dog. Um and or we found your dog now it's thought so and the distance rapunzel had traveled was about 400 kilometers it was about 250 miles um eight-year-old rapunzel uh was injured quite seriously injured but now recovering at an animal hospital and it's thought that she'd been hit by a car she's very thin now and to be fair you know She's been travelling for um, six months. Um, she was suffering from hypothermia and she was wary of humans approaching. So the poor love, goodness knows what she's been through over the past six months. But the happy part of it is she's back with the people that love her, her owners, and they can get back to being, you know, a family again. And that is, you know, the the, the good uh, the good part of it. And that is this week's dog news. Um, a final kind of, uh, just a little bit of additional dog news, I guess, I suppose. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, so I'm recording this on the 15th of February. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, um, it is the, uh, it's Crufts. Crufts is happening. It happens in Birmingham at the Birmingham NEC, which is just a few miles away from where I live. Um, I'm going to be going. Uh, I'm hoping to do uh, a Facebook Live from there, um, hopefully quite a, a, a lengthy one, uh, just kind of, you know, describing the scene. And the thing is with Croft that, you know, there's been some criticism of it in the past and there's been some controversy um and they've they've worked to to deal with that but um i didn't feel it was right to be the host of something like the puppy podcast and not go to one of the world's biggest dog shows when it's right on my doorstep so uh, i'm going to be going i i I don't know what's going to happen when i get there but i'm going to go with a recorder and just try and speak to some people and let's see what happens but yeah so if you're going to crofts I'll see you there. I'm probably going to go on uh, either the Thursday or the Friday um, and uh, and just kind of, you know, see how we go and, and spend the day. So, yes, but that's that's quite exciting. I'm quite excited about it. I've never been before. Uh, and before anyone asks, I, I won't be taking the dogs because I'm going as a member of the press. Um, I, I've, I've got to go. I'm, I'm, I'm there to work. So I, I can't take the dogs but we've both said as and when elvis gets bigger and calms down a little bit then 
we're we're going to take both of them to Crofts. To be fair, there's a local kind of um, fate that happens about two miles from the house every August, and uh, we uh, th- it, that marked Lincoln's first ever outing. We're going to make it uh, kind of a big day for Elvis as well, and see how he gets on of going there and. Because there's lots of other dogs and other livestock, and you know it will kind of be, um, hopefully a real um, kind of overload sensation for him, which is you know which is great. So back to Elvis. I was saying he's going to the vets. He's going to the vets for his boosters um, uh, because they are due, uh, but also his ears are bothering him at the moment. So if you've got a, a breed, this is worth saying. So if you've got a breed. So um, quite a lot of the spaniel breeds, certainly Labradors, where the ears hang over, where the ears hang over the closure of the ear, um, it's something you need to be aware of. Elvis is a digger, uh, like Lincoln is as well. And of course, when they dig, little bits of stuff get in their ears. And um, because it's very hot and moist inside the ear... Um, it's where infection can set in. We had it with Lincoln when he was much younger. So the thing to do, which we've kind of started getting on with Elvis now, is just regularly clean the rears. There's particular wipes you can get, but we find just just your kind of store-bought... Um, uh, your stomach. Can you hear that squeaky toy? I don't think he's going to... Wait a minute. Can you hear that hissing kind of... No, that's this... That's the uh, uh, the squeaky toy that no longer squeaks. Yes. Um, so Lincoln had it with his ears. So what we do, store-bought baby wipes are good. And you just kind of put your finger, you know, one of your finger and just get your finger in there and just try and clean his ears out. He loves it, thankfully. It's something he really likes doing, really leans into you when he does it. But, the, I mean, the baby wipe is just coming out filthy. So we that's... You know, it's good that we're getting that. But we're going to mention it to um, uh, the vet as well. But I don't think his, his ears don't look too red. They're still quite pink. So I don't think he's got a particular infection. I think they're just um, bothering him. Uh, also, amazingly, I never thought we'd talk about this. Elvis, we found a food that doesn't agree with him. Uh, we bought, so because they love gravy bones, and we normally get uh, the top brand Ba- uh, uh, gravy bones. They look like baby bones then. Uh, gravy bones, which um, they're pedigree ones. I'm not endorsing them. They work for us. I'm not saying everybody should buy them, but you know they're the ones that the dogs seem to like. We didn't get them. Um, we got a. Uh, we were in a supermarket and they had a kind of a generic store brand gravy bones, and they make Elvis sick, um, which. Unfortunately, we've both discovered first thing in the morning, which is, you know, incredibly distressing and, and sad and, you know, this and unfortunate at times because there's a bit of a cleanup operation that's going to get on. Um, but yeah, he's been, and he's fine. He's, you know, these are the things to think about. Uh, you know, his nose is still wet, his eyes are still bright, and his tail is still wagging. And if those three things are still going on, then. You know, it's not that serious. 
Um, the one kind of tip I would say, and I, apologies if I've never mentioned this before, your puppy may be sick at times, maybe if they pull on the lead a little bit too much, uh, maybe if they eat something that, that disagrees with them, uh, they will eat grass if they want to be sick. That generally means they want to get something up. Um, the thing to do, because dogs can't differentiate, um, don't let them eat it again. Some uh, do. Uh, Lincoln and Elvis will happily go back if they've been sick. They'll happily go back. As it, don't let them do it because they may well have vomited up something that was disagreeing them, something that was irritating them. It makes no sense to have them put that back in their system um, because it, it might have a, a more serious effect next time. It might not just be vomit. You know, there might be some other problems as well. So just a, a, a quick tip. And again, I know I say this a lot. By no means am I qualified. This is purely experience uh, that I'm I'm bringing to, to to this to this podcast. But all in all, uh, he's kind of lay at my feet now. He's a bit spark out because um, he's had a, a bit of a manic day, and we've had a couple of visitors um, coming to the the house over the past couple of days. We've got loads of visitors coming over the next week, so he's going to go bananas. Um, uh, but yeah, and. Uh, Thanks so much for bearing with us when I, I had the week off and apologies, you know, that uh, I couldn't get the, uh, I just didn't feel it was right f- to put out a podcast where I'd be like, hello, welcome to the puppy podcast. I didn't feel that was a good listen for anybody, uh, but uh, we're back on it. So tell your friends and uh, get them involved I- uh, as well. You can find us on Facebook at the puppy podcast page. Uh, you can go to Twitter at puppy podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the puppy podcast uh, you can email us as well which is where you can always email your puppy dog of the week <laughs> nominations uh, that goes to the puppy podcast at gmail.com or you can have a look at any of the previous episodes uh, at the website the puppy you can subscribe on itunes on google play and iHeartRadio. genuinely thank you so much for listening i've really missed talking to you and hearing from you this has been a monkey pants production and i'll see you and your furry babies next week <laughs>